This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. So gay. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. And I need both of you, as you say, to stow your crap. What the heck is going on? This is Monster of the Week, the Creepy But Necessary Podcast. I'm not going to let you retake it. Uh, <laughs> where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. My name is Jeremy, as mentioned, and I am joined by my guest host, Suki. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> Thanks for having me, pal. Uh, Chris is out today because he is a, a werepanther, and uh, it is full moon. <laughs> so he's yeah, not able that's to... That's right. Prowling right now. Uh, Chris... It's all mm-hmm. fun and games, but uh, this is a very serious episode of Supernatural. It, like, some shit happens. For sure. it's very. It, I, I liked this episode. I liked It's funny that there's more... There's somehow an emotional payoff to all this shit that I've hated for the last ten episodes. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I agree with you. Uh, before we get into the main thrust of the episode, though, let's thank the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. I think our latest uh, person to pledge is Cassandra. So thank you, Cassandra. We appreciate that. Yes, um, thank you. Our uh, Patreon has all kinds of cool stuff for you, uh, notably a uh, private Discord that you can get in. Mm-hmm. We uh, we just set up a gamer zone. So if you're a gamer <laughs> and you need a zone to join yeah. the Monster of the Week Patreon, <laughs> we got you covered. Come talk to the other gamers in the gamer zone. Uh, but we also have exclusive podcasts and episodes early and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. Monster of the Week. Nope, sorry. Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. I believe I started the Gamer Zone with an original quote, which I'd actually like to read to you now, Jeremy. Please do. I pinned it in the channel, so it would always be yeah. there. Doubt thou the stars are fire. Doubt that the sun doth move. Doubt truth to be a liar. But never doubt I game. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I think that's kind of our brand. Uh, you know, that's, that's 100%. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty much our brand. Uh, Chris, have you written a road so far? Yeah. <sighs> Goddamn right, I have. Um, really? I'm, all right, I'm so, taken aback by this. Uh, last time on Supernatural, all Elizabeth had ever known was the small town life. <laughs> she worked at the local diner, seeing the same faces day in and day out. It was a simple life and one that suited her, but she always craved something more, something exciting. When Benny, a down-on-his-luck sailor, takes a job in that small Louisiana diner, he says he's just trying to get back to his roots. But Elizabeth can sense there's something more. She finds herself drawn to this hard-working hunk with a mysterious past, and is soon swept up in a steamy whirlwind of intrigue beyond her wildest dreams. But when three men come to town hot on Benny's heels, she'll learn that some secrets are better left unknown. Hunters, vampires, her great-great-grandfather, Elizabeth soon finds her little life soaked in blood. And somewhere on the other side of town, brother betrays brother, relationships fray, a hunk named Dean Winchester forsakes his family for his second boyfriend, while his brother Sam Winchester faces down his ex-girlfriend, uncertain of how he'll ever give her the news that the late great Brick Holmes has passed, and he had something to do with it. That was, I mean, that was magnificent, Chris. <laughs> that Thank was, you. I can't. I mean, hey, that's, the show, the show just it gives us this material. We gotta work with it. You, you have know? to, you have to work with what you've got, and you have taken a uh, 
a a vampire apple and turn it to a vampire apple pie. I'm very impressed. I don't know if that's actually. I'm actually. I'm working on the romance novel adaptation of this, where at the end Elizabeth finds out that Benny's her great great grandfather and he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to see more of that, uh, just go to HBO.com and look at True Blood because that is the plot, (laughs) as far as I know. Uh, Today we are covering season eight, episode ten. It's called Torn and Frayed. Uh, it was written by Jenny Klein. It was directed by Robert Singer. Oh, that explains why this episode is so good, because it was directed mm-hmm. by Robert Singer. Mm-hmm. This came out on January 16th of 2013. Uh, Castiel must save a fellow angel. Naomi tells Castiel that Crowley is holding an angel captive, and Castiel must rescue him before Crowley finds out their secrets. Castiel turns to Ooh. Dean for help. Meanwhile, Sam meets with Amelia, who asks him to make a choice. Stay with her or go with Brick Holmes. Oh no! I'm sorry. Leave and never contact her again. Uh, that was that makes more sense. <laughs> makes much more makes much more sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that like that's where he became a Brick Holmes fan? Was his like year off with Amelia? We never even stopped to consider this. He was watching a lot more normie TV. Yeah, we, I think like, this maybe... is what we goofed on about. I think we goofed about okay. it. Like he turned into the final. Uh, I always say Final Fantasy instead of Football Fantasy. Uh, football yeah, Fantasy yeah. nerd. Like that's why he knows who Brick Holmes is. And this is like he's meeting up with Amelia now, and he's like a gutter. He's got to come clean about it. <laughs> he has to tell her what happened. All he seems to be doing is sitting around and watching TV anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of TV watching in this episode. There's a lot of TV watching in this episode. First episode of television. Yeah. Uh, it's not that meta, folks. That's not the kind of meta we like. Uh, yeah, come on. This episode is really good. Uh, apparently, there was a month break between the last episode and this one. Okay. So, we get our uh, kind of mid-season intro where they, they, sh- they catch us up on everything. They catch us up on the road so far. But for some reason, they set this to Catman Do, which is a weird pick for Supernatural. A lot of weird picks happening, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, we just roll with it. And before we get way into it, uh, this is going to be like a heavy meta plot episode. Like we've had some kind of mm-hmm. side plots and we've had some kind of random stuff happening. We've had some brother drama, but this is full fast forward on like what the fuck is going on in season eight. And I'm kind of here for it. Like I like all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I I think I kind of remember this episode, but you know something? I didn't like the angel stuff the first time through. And I'm finding myself really, really interested this time around. So, uh, I'm excited. It's been um, three weeks, thereabouts, since the last time we saw Samandriel. And uh, this episode opens with him still being tortured. So, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. He has a, a device, like a rod, kind of inserted between his eyes and into his brain and uh he uses his strength of will to and he's tied to a chair bloody all over uh he uses his strength of will to push out this rod and then very briefly he can connect to angel radio and uh as he's doing this he contacts naomi says crowley has me and then this doctor dude who i don't think is ever named um or no he might call him vigo Vigo or yeah Yeah. so at first i had a small small suspicion i don't know why that this could be alistair because he was torturing there was just something about the delivery of one of his lines that may reminded me of the the season four. The yes, Dean Winchester, let's do some. <laughs> like I don't know, like that guy. I, I think he's great. Um, and this for half a second, I thought it was supposed to be the same thing, and I was like, wait, did they bring Alistair back somehow? No, of course not. But uh, this guy's fine. Chris Alistair is dead, and uh, I don't yeah. know if you know this on Supernatural, but everything that's dead stays dead. That's how. It oh, works. that's right. That's one of the that's rules right. of the show. It's in the Bible, the show Bible. 
That was like Dean's whole thing. Like, what's dead should stay dead. We're like, really, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really believe that, Mister? I've died one hundred and seventeen thousand times. Um, so this dude Vigo comes in and uh, basically says, "Hey, you were using Angel Radio." Uh, Samandriel says, "No, of course I wasn't. I would never lie to you." And uh, the dude that doesn't believe him, of course, so like slowly but surely inserts this rod back into his brain, which uh, is going to disrupt the signal. Uh, we leave him there, so that sucks for Samandriel. Who I so he's he's Samandriel. He is what Alfie. That's what Dean calls him. Yeah. I just refer to him as Bugs the whole time because once again, let me reiterate that this is the kid, the kid from, from season from Bugs. One. Yes, Bugs. Okay. <laughs> getting, getting a recurring episode so many so many seasons later. Uh, we go over to Sam, who is in Kermit, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just basically sitting down drinking alone uh, when there's a knock on the door and Dean shows up and Sam like almost closes the door in his face and then stops himself at the, at the last minute. And we have kind of an emotional like brother argument here. And again, it's it's they do a really good job of bringing the, the conflict that was in the last episode that was created by and sustained by the last episode into this and like having a conversation about it. Like they actually both yeah. say what they're feeling and present their sides. And I'm kind of I'm like, I'm not necessarily i don't think necessarily either one of them are in the wrong like they're in a shitty right. situation and they both have they're done shitty, shitty things <laughs> like both but of them it's... neither of them are, are without guilt here but you know both of them are trying a little bit right and it's presented in such a way that the, the communication is there not even just between the, the brothers but to the audience where we can see sort of both sides a lot more clearly now um and yeah they're arguing about uh how benny killed martin in the last episode sam obviously doesn't know what happened um so he he's sort of not buying that martin went all crazy and and benny had to kill him that Um, is a frustrating point for me because i kind of feel like dean yelling out he kidnapped his grandchild sam like what did you expect the vampire to do like i think would go a long way that you know he, Um, he was threatening to cut her neck open i think it's and after that i think sam starts to just sort of go beyond it and say like it doesn't that doesn't even matter what matters is the truth and the lying and then the the fact that dean sent him a text from amelia um and i wrote down this because dean says like you can tell dean like dean knows that was a shitty thing to do mm-hmm. he's not ready to apologize for it because he feels like he had to do it because he even says like you were gonna kill benny like this is what i had to do um but yeah he says uh, i sent you the text because i needed you to and sam cuts him off with you needed me to what to to tear ass to texas to be afraid that what happened to jessica what happened to everybody that we care about might happen might have happened to her um and then that's when when dean says i like the whenever he brings up jess because that's the whole catalyst for for Sam getting back yeah. into hunter life yeah um and then I was like, "Oh, okay." Like I haven't really liked the relationship with Amelia, but when you when you put it like that, I can totally understand Sam reliving that, reliving that moment of walking into his dormitory or whatever his apartment and mm-hmm. and finding her like that. Um, so yeah, but so he says that, and Dean says that uh, you were going to kill Benny. What was I supposed to do? Uh, and this is this is a real this is a real question. Uh, Sam says, "Is that what we are? You save a, vamp- a vampire by making me believe that the woman I love might be dead." Um, and this is where Dean says, "What do you want to hear, Sam? That I was wrong? Fine, I was wrong." Um, they don't like he doesn't sound super sorry, but I do think that Dean is. I think that like when it's spelled out in front of him, he feels bad. Because I don't think that Dean really wants to fuck with Sam like that. Uh, and this is, again, they start arguing about the truth and why they're lying to each other and why they do these things and, and, and trust, and they have to trust each other. Um, and it's very awkward. And it's clearly, like, 
Dean pulled this one over on Sam, so now Sam can't trust Dean. And Sam refused to listen to to Dean about Benny, so now Dean can't trust Sam. It's just it's an unfortunate situation that they find themselves in. There's um, a there's a line in here that I like a lot, um, mm-hmm. and it's when Sam, uh, I think when Dean says something about trusting him, and uh, said, you know, you you didn't trust me. That's that's where we had a problem. And Sam says, you didn't want me to trust you. You wanted me to trust Benny, and I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes sense because even though Dean has explained kind of clumsily what Benny has done for him and d- has done so in a very hurtful way in the previous episode, uh, Sam doesn't have that connection with Benny, and, and I don't think I think it's a little over the top for Dean to expect. Sam to just trust a vampire on Dean's authority, especially with the history that Dean has with monsters of letting a werewolf go here, killing a Kasuni there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying, yeah, trying to yeah, kill a bunch yeah. of innocent vampires in, in season two that would include Benny, by the way, but let's not even f- worry about that little plot. That's true. That's uh, true. It's, 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 a, it's a little strange. And, but so again, Sam has a point and, but Dean isn't necessarily in the wrong. He's just not, I don't think he's right. doing a good job explaining the reasons that Sam should trust him or should trust Benny. Uh, yeah. Neither of them are fully in the wrong. Just neither of them are fully in the right. It's a, uh, it's a complicated situation and they express the, the, the complicated nature of this situation very well in this, this conversation. It was, a. Uh, it's, it's at this point, and I like that the, the fact that this isn't resolved. Uh, they just yeah, they just go like, "What do we do now?" Yeah, like, <laughs> "What are we going to do now?" And then the scene changes, and we're in a park with this like crying baby, uh, and this woman is holding this crying baby. Castiel shows up and says, "Oh, the doctor has missed something." And it was like a I don't know what he says, but like a pneumomedia stymen or some shit. Like they missed something. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can fix it though, and like clicks the baby <laughs> once just with this little yeah. with this little yeah. mouse and uh the baby's healed and she's very grateful but he of course disappears in, in a blink of an eye and then he's teleported to uh uh angel office depot where he's talking yes. to naomi yeah uh, naomi, um, naomi has heard from some like we saw in the, in the opening scene and says uh hey i do you, you're gonna go rescue the, this this angel he's with crowley you have to do everything you have to do and further you're gonna think that this is your idea it's not yeah. you're not gonna remember me telling you or heaven telling you to do this mm-hmm. um the, the manipulation is really working for me yes uh especially the way that we start to see how it tears at castiel later on um, but yeah, he goes from there to finding Dean, who's sleeping on the couch with a beer in his hand, <laughs> and uh, Gatsby's just standing over for over silently for a few minutes until Dean finally wakes up <laughs> with a start. It's like, how many times do I have to tell you that this is creepy? This is uh, this is really good because uh, this works for all of our Destiel peeps out there. I think like just Castiel mm-hmm. just staring at Dean like he's a puppy, and he just you know when you get that new puppy and if it's asleep and you just want to reach over there and poke it just so it can do something. Yep. Uh, it's yep. very much that. But then also the Dean snoring lightly in the background while this is going on is very good, and just like with the beer in his hand as he wakes up, he spills the, his. And again, it is definitely one hundred percent a microbrew that he has spilled all over himself. Oh yeah, he's so into this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Castiel ex- and, uh, explains all of this, right? He's like, "Hey, yeah. we got to go do all of this stuff." Uh, but I, I only know the general vicinity where he's at, and I need some help tracking him down because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm missing. Even though I'm going to try to be a hunter, I, like I'm still missing some certain skills that I, I need your help for. 
Yeah. Uh, Dean cracks open the old laptop to show that he had some port up from earlier because they just are like, they're they're worried that it, the shipping's going to go too hard at this point, I guess. It's uh, Busty um, Asian Beauties, by the way, because mm-hmm. Dean has one a one-track mind. <laughs> Dean's favorite thing. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love the you salt nothing. <laughs> yeah. Castell just, like, kind of just trying to look away, like, exactly what it is when you cut bust your roommate looking at porn. You're like, ugh, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, don't yeah. do it in my presence, I guess. Just, ugh. Um, but, uh, Castiel brushes over it and he just asks where Sam is and Dean just says Sam is gone. Uh, and then we cut over to Sam who's in his motel room and he's nervously watching TV still. Also uh, and then Amelia, yeah, also drinking, also drinking. And then Amelia shows up, um, and it's like, Hey there, big guy, were you peeping in my window? Cause I think that's hot. <laughs> were you checking my credit card records again? This, uh, she basically accuses him being stalkerish and, uh, but she, you can tell she is still very much into the Sam. She is, mm-hmm. she is still extremely attracted to him. She's still very much in love with him. Uh, she says, she, cause the last time we saw her was at the end of the last episode and like, they were just staring at each other in a bar and she kind of fills that in and says, you know, I, I ran away. I had something to do. Uh, I had to go see him off. He was leaving. They don't name Don, but obviously it's, it's her husband, Don. Uh, he, he travels a lot now that he's back home and uh they start they just almost immediately start making out <laughs> that's just yeah just they just start immediately and so, uh for once the the makeouts don't last very long because they immediately smash this right into a torture session which i can appreciate yeah, they like like hard they do a hard cut to that <laughs> yeah this scene like I, I haven't been a fan of this relationship the whole time but it's almost as if i didn't need to see anything i just had to know that sam had somebody that he was worried about and that he like was in love with and then this somehow works for me because him saying something about how like he tries to explain why he's there and she's not really even like on his ass about him being outside her window like she i think because she was probably just really wanted to see him um and he just says it doesn't matter as long as you're okay like i'm gonna leave you alone now here's the thing uh, and the first scene that we got with Sam in this episode, he he says, you know, he, he talks about Amelia as the woman that I love and puts her on the same pedestal as Jess in the same sentence, right? Uh, and I think that is kind of the first time that we got any kind of a glimmer that he was really that much into the relationship and wasn't just kind of mm-hmm. biding time. Because all of their interactions together have been very... Um, the word that i'm looking for not mechanical but like very uh just very basic like you don't you don't they don't they're never they're never lovey-dovey with each other they're not all over each other like the one scene that we saw them like getting out of bed together sam still had his shirt on so i'm assuming that he's fully closed from the waist down too (laughs) yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying he's got his plaid underpants on Uh, (laughs) and and now we actually see them kiss in this um so i I don't care about any of the flashback stuff, but this, at least, I buy it in the moment. I buy the emotion. The, both actors are very kind of... They're, they're, they're holding back, but you can see the emotion spilling forward a little bit. There's a lot of uh, unsaid stuff going on here. Um, and then it is that, like, smash cut to torture as they're kissing. And it's like, whoa, that is that is a choice. That's a, that is a directorial choice. It's a choice, all right. Um, d- just one more thing. Like, we talked a lot about their relationship in the in the last podcast episode of, like, how they just didn't seem like they had any chemistry whatsoever. And mm-hmm. this is finally a scene between Sam and Amelia where they actually have a little bit of chemistry. <laughs> like, yeah. just, a, yeah. just a small amount of chemistry is really all I needed. Right finally works um but yeah so back to the torture um bugs starts talking in enochian um and we see so we so he's got this thing twisting in his head and it like activates 
this this angel speak basically and then we see a man in a suit like walking down the street and suddenly he starts hearing the voice and he looks over and he sees a burning bush uh like in the bible and the 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 bush is speaking to him uh and then it explodes in fire and it sends him flying back uh i really like this see, <laughs> i really yeah, enjoy this this. Is, this, this, is, <laughs> this is so much fun because uh it's just a weird way for an angel power castiel had explained earlier that when an angel is tortured like it's going to create a ripple effect of weirdness around them so that's this is the kind of stuff that we were looking for after after being told that yeah uh the actual burning bush situation i think is very very clever and great mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a really good way to present like an angel power kind of situation yeah absolutely um and then they go to see this guy in the hospital dean and castiel and he's like really horribly burned but he's like kind of funny about everything he must be on some serious pain meds that's the only thing yeah he's like he's like i know like i know this is pretty crazy but like uh yeah i'm shocked too dean's uh dean's joke about being ambushed Mm -hmm. and the guy's Mm -hmm. like yeah you know i would laugh at that if i didn't hurt all over my body like he literally (laughs) says that line Uh, like why is this funny (laughs) like this shouldn't be funny dean demands uh to know like the exact words that this guy heard from the bush and the guy is like are you serious and castiel leans over and looks at at dean and and looks back at the guy and says yes that is his serious face (laughs) and then dean like try to changes his tries to change his face in some ways like make it less serious it's a really it's really great like they got like to have that small amount of comedy and just Mm -hmm. a a little bit of a, a a little bit of comedy in this episode goes along way at all. I really like it. It really does. Um, they have they have really good comedic energy, the two of them. Yeah, um, they really do. Uh, just but, like uh, me and think, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or you and Jess. Just yeah. saying. Um, <laughs> they, the, the guy is actually able to repeat some of it. He mm. just starts doing like the, the far road uh, thing, and then, you know, he's doing dragon shouts or something. But Castiel recognizes it as an oak and he's like, oh shit, that's, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. So he recognizes it as the word obey and says like, hey, if this, if Samandriel is in this much pain to manifest as a burning bush, like this is, we have to save him immediately. I think he even says this, or it might be later. He's like, you know, I've, I've, I've killed so many angels. I'd have to save just this one, mm-hmm. um, which is going to come back and around in a big way on him at the end of the episode. Yes. yes. Uh, until the end, we go back to Sam, um, who mm-hmm. just got finished stinging Amelia. We'll see if she stays stung. Yeah. <laughs> po- post-coital Sam is just like, thankfully, his shirt's off this time. Yes, yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> we see the tattoo. We see some nips. Um, he's very delicately obscuring his lower body. But he's just like, like this dude just got laid, and he is so torn and so brooding. He's upset about it, Chris. Like, Amelia Lighten is in the doorway. Up, man. <laughs> Amelia is in the doorway, like, wearing one of his shirts that coming down to like mid thigh doing that like that kind of sexy poised poised sex look that girls have like that's it's it's and he's like and she's like wow are you you're not saying much and he's like what do you want me to say that that was great that that was a mistake maybe both <laughs> like, all right dude dial the fuck down man maybe just <laughs> maybe just chill out maybe go get a glass of water for your girl <laughs> i don't know <laughs> This is definitely no! the, this is definitely the torn from the from the from this the title. Is torn. Cue the music, man. <laughs> um, but she, this again, despite all of this, I'm somehow still buying it, even though, like, literally up till this moment, I hated every second of it. Um, because she says, like. 
she's like, I have a really good thing going on with Dawn. Um, and <laughs> Dawn Winchester. Despite all of that, I can't stop thinking about you, Sam. And she's just like, you're the first thing I wake up, I think about when I wake up, and, and last thing I think about before I go to sleep. Um, and she says that even though it's wrong, even though she shouldn't, she would choose Sam over anything else. Um, but if Sam leaves, he can't come back. Um, and then he's like, man, I got some crazy stuff. She's like, yeah, while you're off doing whatever it is you're doing, like literally has no idea that this guy fucked a werewolf. <laughs> Which I think should be Let disclosed. Alone, not, not only are, are the werewolves real, <laughs> but the gentleman lying naked in your bed right now has had sex with one of them. What's that tattoo? Uh, well, you see, there are demons. Well, and uh, yeah, I kind of got this uh, ink on my chest for... Also fucked one of those. Also, also <laughs> fucked one of those demons. Married to her. <laughs> Married to her. Got the I, nuptials. Um, brought her to the church. Uh, I, I I hung out with Lucifer, went to hell. Yep. Um, I was possessed by Lucifer for a while. He's a real dude and kind of a dick. Yep. Don't I read, used to just don't read, don't read his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, don't read his Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's In season two, I just shot a lot of ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a ghost ship one time. My ex-girlfriend got burned alive on the ceiling mm-hmm. because of a demon that killed my mom. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is all like this. I would love to hear like one of these boys sit down and explain, uh, and like a real like and have someone like realistically writing it, like a almost like an Aaron Sorkin level of dialogue back and forth yeah. between them as they're <laughs> trying to figure out how to how, what all this stuff is. Uh, but they make a deal. Uh, Sam basically says like, "Hey, I um." I, I, this is a lot. Like that's a that's a that's a big thing to say, and I need some time to think about it. And I think you need some time to think about it. And she says, "Okay, well, let's meet back up here in either forty eight or seventy two hours. And if neither of us shows up, then we know. If one of us shows up, we know. And if the both of us shows up, we know. And that'll mm-hmm. be it. And uh, I." I know that this is just a setup for like Sam to go through some shit and then to have to make this decision later. I know what that, I know that's what they're doing, but I feel like Sam already made this decision once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know why, um, just getting like, you know, getting laid once would, would alter his opinion on this. Like he's, yeah, he's obviously tried to play and, and you know, she, I think she even says like, I need you all, with both legs here, not one leg here and one leg in that weird life. Like I need you, I need mm-hmm. you here. Uh, I can't have some weird bowed legged creature <laughs> yeah. trying to <laughs> straddle two lives. <laughs> trying to fuck all these werewolves and then come home to be like yeah. nothing ever happened yeah. uh but you know she, she she wants a full commitment and i feel like at the end of the last episode and at the end of the last the endings of the last couple of episodes was all about sam coming to this conclusion anyway so this 48 hour thing is, is kind of weird and specious to me um yeah and i know that I'm still mad that Sam didn't go and look for Dean and that Sam abandoned Kevin. But like when he found out Dean was back, he he did drop everything and go back to Dean. You know the the question came up on the Discord today of uh, whether or not Sam thought Dean was dead at the end of season seven, mm-hmm. and if that affected the reason that he didn't uh, go off and chase him. Uh, obviously, it doesn't forgive the Kevin stuff, but if if Sam thought Dean was dead and had no idea how to like try to res- resurrect him or anything like that, and had learned his lesson from trying that in the first place, like I, I kind of forgive the dude for more for not going after yeah. Dean. I always thought that Sam thought that Dean was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's not like there's no confirmation of that. But he he stabbed, um, what's his name, Dick. Dean stabbed Dick, and then there was that big explosion, and then they were all gone. And I, what else is he supposed to assume? Especially since <laughs> Dean never showed back up um, for you know a year. But uh, uh, yeah, it was always my assumption that Sam assumed he was dead. And this, um, this came up in context of. Uh, 
Dean being mad at Sam for not looking for him because Mm -hmm. after Dean got out of purgatory, he either assumed that Kaz was trapped or uh, that he was dead. And then Dean doesn't do anything to go find Castiel. So making Dean a little bit of a hypocrite into being mad at Sam, which I feel like we have enough. We have a whole handful of reasons for Dean to not have a legit reason to be mad at Sam for anything that he's done in this past year. Besides (laughs) not go look for Kevin. That's literally the only thing that Sam did wrong. Um, (laughs) But, but I thought that was an interesting, interesting kind of point uh, or Mm -hmm. a nuance to that point. So, uh, props to i think that was toasted and is talking about that in the uh in the discord today always bringing that hot hot combo mm-hmm. uh chris <laughs> we we go over to uh to dean and castiel did you make a note of this shot i love this shot which one is this <laughs> so this is uh there's a bunch of hobos outside there's a bunch of uh oh, yeah. derelict people i think as castiel calls them and they're all around like a like an empty dr- oil drum that's yeah on they've fire been, they've been checking every itself. wet pipe factory in town they trying have. to find but the camera Girlie. starts from uh kind of behind the the hobos and the and the fire and you can see in the distance like way off in the distance the impala pulling up and then it does that like sh- zoom shot like it did mm-hmm. with castiel on that one episode mm-hmm. where we crowley uh yeah. through the fire into the cat to the impala so for a little bit there's like a real grainy zoomed in shot of the impala with just a bunch of flames in front of it it's kind of dope <laughs> <laughs> they do another one of those zoom in shots on crowley's face they later. do yeah that's gonna happen later and i fucking love it man i don't know it's kind of unbelievable how great it is <laughs> robert singer seems to love doing that and i think it adds just a just enough camp to the episodes that make me yeah. really enjoy it like it makes it fun to watch it's really good stuff so as you mentioned they've been trying to find, hit every wet pipe factory in town finally found this one uh and castiel immediately says like oh i can see their true faces and there's angel wards everywhere uh we can't get in but we're gonna need some help uh castiel says i'll, I'll go get sam and dean's like ah, 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 no 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 no. i've got a better idea and they uh teleport over to our buddy kevin uh on the safe house boat where nobody's safe mm-hmm. nobody's house and nobody's boat nobody's boat uh, I, I'm torn about this uh, about the way that Kevin acts in the next couple of scenes here. Do you, do you have any? Kevin thoughts? is is wholly devoted to working on that tablet. Mm-hmm. Like he's in full student mode, but full survival mode. And I think he's kind of realized that like having the Winchesters around is not in his best interests, and he kind of doesn't like them. It's weird because. He's, like, one of the good guys, but he's, like, not really their friend. Like, Kevin does not like them. No, not at all. And and you can't blame him. Like, Dean stabbed his mom or tried to <laughs> yeah that was and that was after dean said like no i don't give a shit about your mom if she's surrounded by demons or not we shouldn't go after her um sam didn't go look for him and ignored what had to be tens if not hundreds of, of phone calls and voicemails uh, there's no reason for kevin to actually like the winchester boys except that they've saved his life a few times and that is mm-hmm. it so um, he does like he's playing his part he's doing what he knows he needs to do but like he's not fucking happy about it. He's not going to be nice to them while he does it. Chris, does uh, do you remember a time that Castiel and uh, Kevin? I, I know that they were they were close when Castiel was in the hospital in the end of season seven, where when he got the tablet for the first time. Uh, do you remember them actually like exchanging words with one another at all? Because the first thing that Castiel says to him is like, "You look terrible," and he's like, "Yeah, thanks." And they they kind of play it off like they've known each other for a while and i don't know if that's just kind of the nature of tv shows that you just assume people hang out in between the episodes but yeah <laughs> just it struck me as weird so we lost castiel at the end of season seven correct yes so it would have had to have been like when they did castiel help when they raided 
uh, Dick's headquarters. Yeah, he was Kevin st- was captured there. Th- yeah, so they rescued Cam, rescued Kevin, and then ran to the basement. And then Castiel and Dean were already there doing the what with the Destiel dupe with uh, yeah. Dick Roman. And then that exploded, and Dean and Castiel disappeared. Crowley grabbed Kevin and disappeared, and Sam was left on his own. So to me, they don't actually know each other, but it's just really weird that Kevin just accepts that this dude is an angel on face value and never it, it's never yeah. brought up. And, it, and look, they may not have had time for it in the episode. I just thought it was kind of a, a weird point. Like they just yeah, I guess like they've they been in other. the same episode, but they don't think that they've really talked to each other. We could be wrong, but whatever. Yeah, maybe there's a webisode that we skipped. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the yeah, adventures yeah, yeah. of Kevin and Cass. <laughs> Uh, so they they insult this guy for a while and Dean demands like hey I need some more of that those demon bombs and of course Kevin's like hey those are almost impossible to get you have to get all of these ingredients and of course Castiel's like yeah I can go do that that's no problem Mm -hmm. yeah I'm um, kind of an angel I'm kind of a big deal Um, so I think there was a scene that we skipped over briefly and it's just Crowley basically coming into the um, that's what happens next. Yeah, you're right. The there. torture session. Yeah, they keep cutting back between the two of them, um, but they are able to kind of tap into Bugs's. Um, sorry, Samandriel's. Uh, his his. I'm a hundred percent fine with core, Bugs. By the way, because like, if we don't have yeah. to say the word Samandriel eight hundred times in this podcast yeah, episode, yeah. I am. Let's just call him Bugs. I'm into it. So they tap into Bugs' mainframe, like his angel coding. That's somewhere deep in there, and it says something like, "I am a, a, a celestial, or you, you celestial being, have been created to be an angel of the Lord." Something like that. It's basically like his orders from God, like his his operating system. Exactly. I this is interesting, and I I, I kind of dig this cosmology. Uh, I don't necessarily like it's 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 very creepy and dirty. The fact that they have to they have to get at this by drilling weird shit into this dude's brain. Like that's 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 kind of cool, but the fact that it's literally like a like a programming structure or whatever, <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. like the fact that God made this and then other I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know how to feel about this because every time I every time I say something about it, I try to describe it. It sounds cool as I'm describing it, but for something about it, like when they start using the words like operating system or um, factory settings, I think Crowley uses. We got we, yeah. we rebooted in factory settings. It's, I'm like, because uh, uh, uh. they can't help but like make those kind of references if they. They talked about like i don't know like the sacred engravings on their minds or like you would be like oh yeah all right because that would make more sense but they just they dumb it down for us so uh crowley is very excited about this and he's he wants to know how this dude's gonna how this dude ticks we go back over yeah. to the safe house boat and dean is impatiently pacing around while kevin is trying to do his work he's Dean starts like kind of you know snapping his fingers and clapping his hands, and uh, Kevin puts on headphones to try to ignore him, which entices Dean to just aggravate the dude earlier. Like, stop pestering Kevin, Dean. What are you doing? Judy whispers in his ear, "Your mom is hot." <laughs> what are you doing, Dean? Dean <laughs> I mean, please. she is, but don't tell the boy that. <laughs> so, uh, during all of this, Benny calls. Uh, and Benny says, like, hey, I'm real sorry about that Martin thing. I didn't want it to go down like that, but I really appreciate you standing up for me. And, um, and yeah, I appreciate you standing up for me and yeah. making this, a, and, you know, being a good friend to me. He's, um, yeah, he's apologizing and he's thanking him. And he's also standing in a park wearing shades and his little, uh, his little sailor cap. But it's a black one now to show that, indeed, he has phased over into his goth stage. Um, but he is thirsty as 
hell. And he's standing around watching this family. And, like, this phone call to Dean is extremely <laughs> a call for help. Yes. Uh, this is him calling his dude, sponsor. Like, looking yeah, at, I'm about get, to relapse. I'm going to go to the liquor store. Like, get me out of this situation. But Dean is in the middle of something. He's like, okay, dude, like, we'll catch we'll catch up in a couple days. Because I got I to gotta deal with some stuff right now. And, be, I like... For some reason, I like Amelia in this episode, and I like Benny a lot in this episode, where he's just like, okay, man, okay, like, yeah, all right, you do what you need to do, talk to you later. But you can see that that he's struggling and something bad's about to happen. I like the desperation that Benny shows without it being over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... When I think does, this guy is a good actor. He me too. Just, yeah. And when he takes off his, his sunglasses, like you can see kind of the desperation in his eyes. Like he's, he's getting a little crazy. He's getting a little like, you know, he's, he's getting a little thirsty. Um, mm-hmm. So Dean hangs up with that dude says like, Hey, I'll be over there later. Um, and he starts asking Kevin questions like, where's your mom at? Uh, Kevin says like, Hey, I had to get rid of her because she was distracting and I can't have any distractions while I'm, while I'm doing this. This is the most important thing. Uh, I think the quote here, you may have written this down. Uh, he, Kevin says he can't enjoy a world that he has to save. Yeah, which is I really like that. Me I really like that too, line. man. That is like that is. I think you texted me and were like, "This is a Winchester ass quote," and I'm like, "It really yeah. is." Like the, this is this is the boys kind of personified. Like they literally right. cannot enjoy a world that they have to save. Especially Dean. I think that's more Dean than Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kevin is is just he's like, "This is the work. This is the job I have to do. Like if I don't if I don't do this, I don't get to have a life. I don't get to enjoy the, my world. So this is the most important thing. I can deal with my mom later." Yeah, it's it was just a real ass quote thrown in there, like kind of out of nowhere. It was it's a it's a powerful line. And yeah, it's good. It really resonates with this show. It, I mean, it's 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 a it's almost a perfect summation of Dean Winchester. Like it's it's mm-hmm. very good, and you can kind of see. I think they go back to Dean, and he's like, "Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay." Because <laughs> uh, you can tell he was you. he was about to start going into like a you know your mom's your mom and I lost my mom and all this other stuff. And, and Kevin's like, "I can't enjoy a world that I, can't, I have to save." And Dean's like, "Yeah, I get you, boy. I got you. I got to feel okay, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. That's all you have to say." Man. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to sam who is this um sam is just in a variety of spots chilling this episode until he fi- he's yeah. finally given something to do like if, if he's not in his hotel room he's on this park bench uh where he's uh just sitting there chilling when brooding when, he's brooding in the rain he's brooding that's not raining is it <laughs> people are walking by with umbrellas out <laughs> oh maybe he is just brooding in the rain i didn't i didn't think about that that's fucking hilarious if, he, if he's yeah. literally sitting outside sam! fully addressed in the rain thinking sam! about his girl Man, I Get got, your raincoat on and go inside. I got laid this morning, but man, I got I have I have women problems. I got laid this morning with the woman I love, but God, did I hate it. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, Castiel shows up. He just teleports beside him, and uh, Castiel like you, Sam does that kind of kind of. He's so surprised <laughs> by it. Yeah. Um, the uh, and accidentally it, it, nuts because he was too busy thinking was, about this morning. He was thinking about this morning, he was he was full chub in there. <laughs> he was a quarter there, yeah. And it just like uh-huh. <laughs> rain really <laughs> being goth really does it for Sam. That's what it is. I swear to God, that's what it's all about. <laughs> I gotta be goth to come, Chris. That's just who I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what the whole werewolf thing was about, man. <laughs> What was the we, we had a routine with the I can't finish thing, but yeah, I can't finish unless I'm goth is a is a I new low for Sam. Yeah. I can't finish unless I'm standing in the rain. <laughs> I can't finish unless can't, I'm listening to the Smiths. Yeah, I can't finish unless I'm surprised in ejaculation. I can't finish unless I'm listening to Anne Rice on an audiobook oh, from Audible.com. Oh. The new sponsor for No, I'm just kidding. I can't finish unless I paint my nails. 
I can't finish unless I woke up this morning going, Mom! <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, they don't even talk or anything. Castiel just says, yeah, like, oh, watching Castiel the- just goes, you got to clean that up? Or- <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you got to wipe that down? What are we going to do? You can't uh, finish unless I'm on the hood of the Impala. It's just going <laughs> to... Can't, can't finish unless I'm posing for a calendar <laughs> for goth month, like goth, goth year earlier. <laughs> Uh, Castiel just says, like, looking at humanity, it never gets old. Like, people watching is fun. And then uh, we go back to the safe house boat, and we hear uh, Castiel's, like, wing sound that he's teleported back in. And when Dean looks over, he is surprised to see Sam has been brought to, uh, by Castiel to, you know, back to this safe house boat. And it's immediately like, hey, we don't need you. You can just turn your ass around here and get out of here. Me and Castiel got this. And, you know, Sam's like, oh, no, Castiel didn't say that. Castiel seems to think that you need all hands on, on deck. And Castiel's like, hey, look, I need both of you to, how do you say this, stow, stow your, your crap. crap. <laughs> I love Castiel. He's like, oh my god, boys. that's so good. <laughs> oh my god, he just said my thing back to me. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Is that allowed? <laughs> Is this allowed? Uh, so they stow their crap, and the boys, or excuse me, the guys. It's because it's the guys when it's with Castiel, right? That's right. It's, it's the boys when it's by right. itself. The guys uh, all pile into the Impala, go to the wet pipe factory, and. Um, Castiel tells them that there are four wards on uh, each of the cardinal directions. It looks like this, and he takes a, a marker out and writes his phone number in Sam's hand, um, which I think is very cute. Not the phone number; it actually creates the like Enochian rune or whatever. <laughs> I definitely want. To, I definitely want to alter like, that scene where it's just his digits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is like, "Oh my god, this is goth. It's just so goth. I need a minute." Uh, once the once the wards are destroyed, Castiel can zoom, zoom in and grab Alfie, our bugs, and get the hell out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. As they're leaving, Castiel gives Sam the angel blade and says, "Like, hey, this doesn't just kill angels; this also kills demons." So now they are they are equipped with two blades that that kill supernatural yeah. forces. Uh, I like this next scene, Chris. You know, I love me a good old fashioned d- brother, uh, double brother, brother, good old fashioned double, double brother, brother bluff. bluff. Uh, Dean whistles and he gets a, a, a hobo demon's attention and the hobo demon yeah. just wanders back like he's the dumbest NPC in a Metal Gear Solid game and uh, yep. Sam just yep. sneaks up right behind him and stabs him in the heart with his new angel blade and it, he lights up and then dies. Sorry, hobo guy. <laughs> I'm sure you had a Sorry. family somewhere. <laughs> not your fucking day, bro. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, they break in and uh, they they immediately find the first ward and they just are spray painting over it, which I guess is the way that you break wards. I would have thought you had to like break the surface that it's on, but you apparently think you it would just... be anything more dramatic than spray paint. But... <laughs> spray paint is the least dramatic thing you can do. You hear me out there, graffiti <laughs> artist? You're not important. You're not special. <laughs> Just tag this dick, why don't you? <laughs> Sam Winchester can't even nut to that. I mean, if it's a if it's a graffiti of you know the crow, maybe that'll maybe that'll be a yes, mess. yes. <laughs> Sam's just got the crow on repeat in his motel room. I can't, and he's I just can't. standing in front of it with his hands out wide, just trying to. All right, I, I can't finish unless Brandon Lee dies in a movie. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Sammy! <laughs> You're over the deep end. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we um, they get so they get their double brother kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see more torture, more Enochian, more yes. hunting. 
this scene, so it's just them going through the wet pipe factory, killing people. Did uh, we, uh, this scene's- hold on. Did we describe this torture that's, because they've upgraded the torture a little bit. I want to talk about it. Like they, before. He's, uh, it, yeah, he's, he's twisting his nips now, both of them. Yeah, he's got a full on nipple twister situation. Uh, it's a full like metal hat thing. It almost looks mm-hmm. like a, a, a thing that you would put on somebody to like a, give somebody a lecture shock therapy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except they are like, they have little, you know turn screws that allow, they're just drilling rods into this dude's head it looks really vicious it looks really bad it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite things about this episode like this looks great this yeah. looks scary and then more great scary stuff is the lighting and the shadows going through this this wet pipe factory fucking um, robert singer man he nails this i love this scene yeah it looks cool as hell as they're just going through and we see the outlines of the boys doing their things um killing demons and 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 putting up sigils on the walls or whatever they are yeah. uh it looks it looks awesome and it's really cool when we have standout scenes like that the shot where uh dean excuse me sam is in the uh background of the shot almost and the camera he's moving from right to left and the the camera is moving alongside him and the camera comes across a demon just whose face is at the camera like kind of to the to the mm-hmm. side and mm-hmm. notices sam like he's about to get the drop on him and then sam like the camera keeps going to the left and then sam comes around the corner that's a great shot like i don't i don't know why this wet pipe factory is like has a bunch of neon red lights in it but i don't care because it looks <laughs> great care. it looks, fucking <laughs> looks awesome i don't know if this is their their like whole vibe or whatever but i'm i am totally into this Sammy! <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh yeah he gets jumped he takes down one demon then he gets jumped a second time and then dean comes and saves him mm-hmm. crowley uh at this point has has kind of zeroed in on what he wants to know from uh bugs and uh bugs is just constantly spitting out all of this weird and can stuff talking about the demon tablet uh we go back over to the boys they have groups of demons chasing them now and that's when they break out the demon bombs this little mm-hmm. bit of cgi when the bomb explodes and like the demons you know disintegrate but they still kind of maintain that human form and then just like splatter against the wall is super good like all of that yeah. shit is really yeah. great this that's episode cool is so good chris what is going on yeah, yeah why <laughs> i don't know where there's like yeah let's just fucking knock it out of the park on this one real quick <laughs> robert singer do with this every single day this is Seriously. just do it this good this is all you gotta Please. do <laughs> uh crowley and this uh doctor guy vigo uh can hear the bombs being exploded uh but and vigo is like hey we should probably get out of here and uh crowley's like no nope, Crow- i'm just i'm just gonna keep going like i Crowley's reaction of, did you say something? <laughs> really He's good. like, don't even fucking repeat it, because if you do, I will kill you. <laughs> I, uh, I like Crowley's reaction here, because I think this is a smart move. Like, he knows that he can just disappear out of here at any time, mm-hmm, and he knows mm-hmm. that as soon as he gets this information out of Bugs, he's not going to need him anymore, so why not let the enemy have him? Uh, and I think this is really, really good. Like, Casti- not Castiel, uh, Crowley continually torturing this dude as the boys are getting closer and closer is super great. Yeah, um... So, is this where we get the zoom in on Crowley's face, by the way? I think it was that scene where he walks in that we almost skipped over. Okay. Like, I think it's that okay. where it just zooms okay. right into his face from, like, behind the behind so Vigo. Good. Yeah, it's so good. So great. Uh, so, the boys find the last ward. Uh, spray paint over it and Castiel comes in but he's extremely weakened because they didn't actually break the words they just spray painted graffiti all over (laughs) so it doesn't actually work but he could still get in Uh, but he's extremely weak and um, as he's this close to Bugs being tortured he can kind of hear the screams and he can kind of feel it and he starts having Mm -hmm. these weird flashbacks of somebody shoving a drill in his eye and it it scares him so much it's fucked he falls back against the wall and like curls up in a fetal position and he basically is out of the fight at this point which is crazy like as powerful as, as Castiel 
deal is to have mm-hmm. him just be removed by this this scary he memory. He just like terrifying. shrivels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the boys have no choice but to try and just bang down the door. Yeah. Um, their their continued attempts to d- break open the door is very funny to me. By yeah. the way, um, <laughs> when all you, when you only have a hammer, all you see is nails. So they're just slamming against this door. Uh, meanwhile, Crowley learns from Bugs that. As there is a demon tablet that can seal the gates of hell forever and seal all demons out of Earth forever, there is also an angel tablet. Dun, and we dun, don't know dun. what it can do, but probably something like that. But uh, but the reverse. Um, you know, if God yeah, is really so smart that he created everything, like you figure he would just put this shit on a USB drive. Like, I mean, why does it got to be tablets? It's tablets all yeah. the way down. It's ridiculous. All the way down. All the way down. Um, the boys finally bust in. They really shoulder that door. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Give it mm-hmm. their all. Um... Crowley uh, and then jets. Crowley, He's yeah, gone. he dips out of there. Um, uh, they the fight. doctor attacks Dean, and a, a mm-hmm. random demon comes up to fight Sam. So Castiel runs over and starts putting pulling uh, bugs out of this helmet of, of torture. The whole time he's kind of having flashbacks, and we see it's actually Naomi holding this drill and asking mm-hmm. him to, and mm-hmm. like going for his eye. And, uh, he's and he's freaking out the entire time this is happening. There's some really good shots of Castiel just slowly and methodically like unscrewing all of these torture implements, and then Sam fighting in the background. <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I really like a bunch of this stuff because it's that's what they're there to do. Like the boys were to protect Castiel, so Castiel can get Alfie out of there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good scene. It's a quick scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this demon is like, wait, 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 wait. I can, uh, I can, I can give you information. And Dean is like, okay, buddy. <laughs> Sure. Who are you? <laughs> and, he just I've never seen, and then just fucking shanks him, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, except for the fact that that demon was possessed by a human, and you know, I mean, yeah, possessing but a human. Fuck and, all know. these people, yeah. right? <laughs> We're not. We are no longer concerned with this whatsoever. We gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> I just like to bring it up every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Castiel jets, um, and then. Outside, Samandriel tells him, tells Castiel, like, hey, I don't want to go back to heaven. I gave up all of the secrets, even secrets I didn't even know I had. And if I go back to heaven, Naomi's going to kill me. And uh, it's, sure enough, uh, Castiel gets teleported. This is weird because the way it's filmed, it, it makes you think that it's Castiel's being teleported, but it's really just his mind, right? So he like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like Naomi is freezing him in his thoughts and to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's happening instantly. And there's a lot of flickering that's going to happen back and forth, so this is going to be kind of hard to describe because mm-hmm. she demands that he kill uh, Samandriel because he, he's he been exploited and he's, he gave up all of these secrets. He gave up the secrets of the tablets and says, you know, th- what you would be doing is a sacrifice, but it's one that any one of us should be willing to take to protect this information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just flashing back and forth and basically Castiel being egged on until the point that he kills uh, Bugs. Yes. And he's like, oh shit. But but even in his head, he's he's now programmed to believe that it was self-defense. Yeah, he uh, he's, he stabs a dude and dies. And then Naomi says to tell him, I'll, I really like the way this scene is done. So when Sam and Dean roll up, he's, you know... Castiel to ask Naomi, like, what do I, what am I going to say? And she says, well, say you did it in self-defense. And it kind of flickers back between her saying the thing and him saying the thing to the boys. And uh, mm-hmm. during this mm-hmm. process, his, his right eye starts bleeding and he just passes it off as a, uh, like, oh, it was, I must've gotten wounded in the melee, which is a good Castiel yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this and is it just really for, creepy, right? Yeah. And it sucks for Castiel who was like, really just wanted to save an angel. And then he was just forced to kill him. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I don't know that we we specifically specifically brought out the line, but uh, when 
Castiel talks to Dean the first time about doing this job, and he says he heard it. He heard his signal over Angel Radio, and Dean says, "I thought you turned that off." He's like, "Well, my penance has been going really well. I've been trying to heal a lot of people, so I figured I should I should I should get back in touch." Uh, mm-hmm. Castiel literally has been flying over the world healing babies <laughs> to, yeah. to to make himself feel better for being a shitbag in a previous yeah. you know in a previous season, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty nice of him. It's really nice of him. Why yeah. don't you let that boy be a hunter? <laughs> Just let him be a yeah. hunter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, poor Cass. He um, he's all fucked up. And poor Samantha. The boys look pretty uh, pretty shook up. Yeah, poor bugs. Mm-hmm. God, uh, but not forgotten. Samandriel, Cass, uh, Castiel takes Bugs' body back to heaven. Takes Samandriel back to heaven. Uh, the boys, as you mentioned, look shook up. They go back to Dean's little love shack in the woods, and Cast and excuse me, Sam Angel proves it using their their new. They leveled up. <laughs> they got a new skill tree. Yeah. Now yeah, they know yeah. Anokia no Angel wards. So they they, yeah. they ward the thing so that cast so that no angels can hear or hear them or or see them or anything. And then they start yeah. talking about Castiel because they they know that there's, there's some suspicious shit going on with Castiel. Um, there's not an inherent distrust, but they can tell that something is now wrong, and they need to take a minute. Um, it's funny because Sam says something about like you know are the angels making him do this and dean says like why would angels have him killing other angels uh they like specifically like like point out exactly what's happening but they don't believe it because it's just it's too far-fetched for them at this point yeah uh it's and i I like that dean says basically like i've 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 been i knew something was up with this dude since he got out of the perg uh and then immediately after he says that is like hey you know what i got this you you can go get on out of here You, you have a girl to go see route right and mm-hmm. Sam is like, well, yeah, but what? And like, I love how the conversation totally changes, and they actually talk about the problem right now. Like, this is so yeah. good to me. Um, Sam asks, like, I thought you weren't on the on the Amelia train, and Dean's like, well, you know what? Um, I'm I'm just I'm just tired of the fighting, and I'm I'm probably a little bit of jealous, you know, that you that you you've always been able to separate yourself from this job more than I've been, and now you've got a girl. Like, you you know, I'm, I'm maybe it's time that you know one of us is happy. And yeah. that's a mature thing for, 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 I almost said Chris, by the way, that's a mature thing for <laughs> Dean to say. Uh, and I, and Sam kind of takes that almost to heart in a, in a different way. He's like, Oh, this is my brother. This is my brother being open and honest with me. Like you can kind of tell that Sam has always been starved for this family bond and he's never mm-hmm. been able to have it because he's been such an alien. Uh, he's always been so outside the world that uh, his dad and his brother live in. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, yeah, she she does make me happy, but he doesn't feel like he can leave. And that's Sam, so Dean doesn't know this, but that is Sam saying, "This is I'm choosing this, I'm choosing you, I'm choosing this fight over her. Because I am sure he hasn't fully disclosed the, um, the plan that he has with Amelia to meet back up in two days. Um, which, by the way, when she delivers that whole thing of like, okay, we'll take two days to think about this. One of us will be here, one of us won't, and then we'll know. Or neither of us will be, and we'll know. Or we both will be here, and we'll we'll know. Um, and I, like, again, didn't care about the relationship, but the way that she delivers all that was kind of just very heartfelt and very sad, because it's almost like she's already predicting the way that this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And, and Sam, maybe he was going to go back. We don't really get to know what he was going to choose in that moment. But now he's here, and he is making this choice to stay with Dean. Um, he can't, he can't, like say goodbye to that um so let's see when do we see her so um sam says i'm gonna go take a walk 
Oh yeah, he's, he's going to oh, think about yeah. this. Dean tells him the same thing, basically, that Amelia said, which is like, "Hey, you you need to make this decision. You have to, you know." But again, I think they go back to the legs. A lot of leg metaphors. Um, a lot of legs. But you know, if you if you try to straddle this this boat, um, the safe house boat, then you're going to get killed. Uh, <laughs> Sam goes to take a walk, and that's when uh, we go to Benny. Mm-hmm. Benny uh, is on his last blood pack. Uh, he's obviously very stressed out. And the phone rings, and it's Dean. And he says, man, I'm really glad you called me back. I'm in a really bad way. I need your help. And Dean says, no. I, uh, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. You're like a brother to me, but uh, I, I can't help you. And this is the end of the line for the two of them. Yeah. And, uh, um, and man, does D- Dean seem sad to do this. Um, he he just is like I, – and I, obviously, despite what Benny's saying, Dean doesn't actually know the state that Benny is in. You know, um, he can't literally see him right now suffering, and it just it just makes it even sadder that he he's like, okay, I think Sam is about to say goodbye to a part of his life in order to keep doing the family business, basically. Yeah. And so Dean realizes that he's got he has to now make that same decision um, because it's just caused too much conflict between them. They both have had these things in their lives causing conflict between each other, and right now each other is what they need to cling on to if they're going to succeed in their mission. Um, and yeah, he, he looks sad and Benny looks sad too. And and it's, I don't know if we see him again, but he's out here chugging blood bags, but he's down to his last one, like you said. And he just seems, he just seems real sad. Um, what's your, um, what's your, what level of breakup is this? Because this definitely feels like a breakup. I don't know which, I don't know what number we're on anymore, but this is definitely a breakup. Yeah, this is for sure a breakup. Um, if Dean was into emo, he'd be listening to an emo emo album. Maybe mm-hmm. only the one. Maybe he'd only put on one album, but he definitely listened to it. I'm trying to think um, of what the emo rock album that Dean would be listening to is because there's definitely like some like you can get into some like those rock ballads. Like I bet he's listening to uh, like I bet he's got a playlist with like GNR's Patience on it. Yes, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like or like uh, exactly, like yeah. I bet Motley Crue. I think Motley Crue has one of those like maudlin. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a real musician song. I don't just rock yeah. or whatever. Like I bet he's real into that. Mama, I'm coming home i bet he's got some ozzy on there you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it might not apply directly but he's just got a lot of a lot of a lot of emo a lot rock of stuff out like there. that yeah, yeah yeah um and <laughs> nothing else matters no. <laughs> definitely definitely has some metallica acoustic metallica stuff yeah, there yeah. yes i, I love this, this if i um, um if i remember to do this and i don't kill all my brain cells in new orleans this weekend i will try to make a spotify playlist of songs that i think that dean would listen to while he's sad <laughs> Post it up for everybody. Doing the thing. Uh, uh, so after the phone call, Dean sits down and he's like watching TV by himself alone. Um, and that's when we go back to the the motel room, and Amelia opens the door and she looks around and they draw this moment out uh, a long time. And I I think the actress does a very good job of, of she kind does of conveying her emotions without any kind of uh, words or anything. And man, just does a real good job of of that building excitement and that that kind of crushing realization that you know you love someone more than they love you and mm-hmm. she the camera- i think <clears throat> she looks like she was expecting to see sam yes 100%. and to, to the point where i was like did sam go like i i, I almost didn't realize um like you know i should have known of course he didn't go but uh yeah he he isn't there and she turns around and she she closes the door very slowly and that's the last time we see her 
literally, and I, I know that this is, I know we don't really talk about other seasons or anything. Like we try, we try not to get ahead of ourselves on this because uh, we do have people that are, are watching along with us. And in a way, uh, because we're in, in such late seasons now, like I don't remember a lot of what happened. So I don't really want to go out there looking for a lot of stuff because I'm still kind of enjoying this as a, mm-hmm. not a new, not a new watcher, but as somebody who's only seen some of these episodes one time, uh, I, I looked it up because I was curious if this was the last time that we saw Amelia. Um, and sure enough, like she's mentioned one more time and her face shows up in a flashback one more time. And that is it for Amelia, which I'm glad we had this episode uh, mm-hmm. to make me kind of buy into their relationship a little bit. Because otherwise, I'd be kind of pissed that we spent 10 episodes worth of fucking ridiculously oversaturated <laughs> flashbacks dealing with the this flashbacks relationship. Were, they were a waste of time, fully. Like they could have communicated it in simpler ways. We could have had a conversation uh, with Sam and Dean, where he told Dean about her. And, and like, it's a visual show, so we were always going to need to see her. Um, but I just, I, they wait, they spent a lot of time on it that I don't think that they needed to spend on it. And it could have been enough for us as, as viewers to see Sam when he sees her and see the effect that it has on him and be like, oh, damn. Like, this was a serious relationship. This was something he cared about a lot. And in a way, showing us so much of it made us not feel that way because we didn't see the chemistry up until, like, the last scene. It was just like, why does Sam give a shit? What is going on? Like, we weren't really buying in. But if he had just talked about it and then had one emotional moment to show us the history, because that's what the scene does. This, the, the emotional weight in this scene tells us about their history together, even if we didn't explicitly know about it. Um and I wish that they hadn't wasted so much of our time. Yeah, it's 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 just a bummer. Like I, the realization. I mean, I guess all this was building up for Sam to finally make a decision that he wants to be back into the hunter game. I just can think of a lot more ways not to draw it out over ten episodes to to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm glad it is the scene that we get at the end after after Amelia closes the door is uh, we go back to that scene with Dean where you thought he was sitting alone and the camera zooms out and Sam comes and hands him a beer and hands him like a bowl of what looks like a Frito pie like some some real like I just yeah. made this on the stove chili some hunter stuff <laughs> <laughs> some real hunter stuff. You know what I'm saying? You want some bait? and that you're for the protein um but it, so sam sits down and they're they're together again watching reruns of boxing matches for whatever reason um mm-hmm. and their angel proofed cabin in the woods the um so it's good like that 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 moment where the brothers are like okay we're back together again we're a team uh dean has dropped his girlfriend and Cass, <laughs> sam has dropped his girlfriend yeah. and now they're yeah. all they're all back to brothers uh being brothers again and i'm yeah excited about that but boy like i feel like we could get there without all of the amelia stuff a a lot sooner definitely definitely um they still managed to it's like i'm I'm happy that the boys are back together obviously um but they seem they're both very sad they're both very sad in the moment because they both just had to do a, a a goodbye you know in one way or another um and you can see it reflected on them and i just it Regardless of all the stuff that they kind of waste their time with in in the moment with this episode, I feel sorry for them both for the choices that they had to make. Yes, um, and it's I, I actually kind of like the the idea that as we talked about at the beginning of this episode, they uh, 
they both did wrong things. Like they, neither one of them are, mm-hmm. is, is some angel or saint about, about all of the situation that happened. Like, I don't think that Sam necessarily acted to the best of his ability. And I don't, I mean, not acted, I guess, but I don't think Sam was the best person that he could be. And I don't think Dean was either. I think you could probably argue, argue some finer points about who is worse than whom, but I don't think we really need to do that. Right. I don't think we need mm-hmm. to get into that because, but I think it's because the boys are, are back together, right? They're, they're finally like a team now. And I think that's worth it. I think that's definitely worth it to get over all of this stuff. Um, And so I'm, I'm happy at the end of this episode. Same, same. Um, And I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Cause I feel like this is where the season takes a sharp turning point. It stops looking into the past and we're really going to start moving forward. Yeah. um, You know, I've been doing those previews the last few episodes uh, and this one is such a spoiler, but I don't, don't, I'm just going to put it out there because the the tagline for this is literally Felicia day returns. (laughs) So so Charlie is back next episode, everybody. And uh, I have to say, I remembered parts of this episode that we did with today. And, uh, but I have a lot of fond memories about this next episode with Felicia day. So I'm, I'm, I'm a Charlie fan. So I'm I'm excited to to watch this one. I I almost couldn't stop myself from watching it today. I almost was like, Oh, I just, I can just watch another episode. So who cares? But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I will wait till this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah. Are we out of here, Chris? Do you think? Are we done? We're out of here, I think. Okay. It's just great timing because um, my laptop is not plugged in and it's about to die. So let's get through admin quickly. Uh, you can support us at <laughs> patreon.com slash monster of the week. Chris is at local bones. I am at JG Greer. The podcast is uh, at MOTW cast. You can uh, reach us on internet shoutcast by searching Sookie at any time and our podcast will <laughs> pop right up. Uh, thank you to everybody that supports the show, that listens, that shares stuff, that retweets, that does all that stuff. We love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back thank next you, week you, with Felicia Day and more Monster of the Week. Ghost gone, John gone. Hell freaking yeah, gamer! That was a good one. That was a good one. It was a good episode. Uh, episode 93! Episode 93, my man. Holy uh, moly. I'm looking down the barrel of a four-day weekend. I'm Hell yeah! You're going to New, York, New Orleans. You're going to tear it up. I'm going to meet Chromio. You're going to meet Chromio. It's weird. I got the. Um, I don't know how any of this works, but I got the email the other day, and it's like, show up here at seven thirty. You will meet. Or show up here at seven. You will meet Romeo at seven thirty. The concert starts at eight, and I'm like, that's not really enough. Be time. cool about it. That's not. That's, that's not a really long enough time for me to talk about all of my no. podcast email. Yeah. And Cinder. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a lot of you, so you can take up all the time. Autumn and I, um, we, we heard a quote a long time ago, and uh, we've always attributed it to Chromio. Oh, some, it was some interview or something, and it goes something like, um, in, 20, in 2012, we realized that irony or sincerity is the new irony, and we've been stealing your girl ever since. Uh, and every time we, we bring that up, like we... Uh, we'd look for the quote and we can never find it. It's not sourced anywhere on the internet. So like the other oh. I was like, we got to ask like Dave one, if this is an actual quote, he said, she, she said, we are not asking Dave one that I was like, okay, <laughs> sorry, we will not ask Dave one that that's fine. That's not being cool. It says in the email explicitly, you have to be cool. <laughs> I'm not, I hope it doesn't because I'm not going to be, <laughs> it's just like, just remember, you know, meet and Chromio. Be cool. Be just cool. be cool. Just be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> You're over here in a nervous sweat. That's going to be, it's weird meeting celebrities. You'll be fine. 
There's the microphone. Forgot to turn it on at first. All right. You know, when I was taking my notes earlier, last night, one of the times that I typed out the word Enochian, I actually spelled it right. That's a first for me. That's a uh, a pretty big come up for me. I got a little something something here to read to you. From the pages of John Winchester's diary. So there I was, meat steaming in the back of some old truck, sweat stains all along my ankles. I've been tracking this diggler just outside of Sticks the Band, Texas for a week now. This diggler had been kicking up dirt, topping down, whole bunkers just full of dirt. It was hunter stuff. I just grabbed myself a scoop of haunted dirt when my phone went off. Thinking it was Dean, I didn't answer. But hunter guts made me reconsider. I always trust a feeling when it gets in my hunter guts. Sure enough, it was my old hunting buddy, Glon Globson, out in Milkbag, Texas, just a few miles down the road. Said he had a case. Haunted orthodontist, he called it. I checked my diary. Couldn't find a thing about any creature with that kind of name. So I knew I had to split town and work this job. The boys were back at the motel, expecting steamed meat any minute now. But the boys would have to wait. I had a case. This diggler dirt would sort itself out. I met up with Glon at this old tower of wood they call a building, and we chucked inside, spilling salt from all our pockets. Salt was hunter stuff. As far as dad goes, I dream about dad all the time. You do? Of course I do. It's usually the same point, too. We're all in the car, I'm sitting in the driver's seat, dad's sitting shotgun, but there aren't any shotguns. There's no monsters, there's no hunting, there's none of that. It's just, he's teaching me how to drive. Uh, I'm not little like I was when he actually taught me how to drive. I'm 16, he's helping me get my learner's permit. Of course, you're in the back seat, just begging to take a turn, pull up to the house, the family house. I park in the driveway, and he looks over and he says, perfect length, so... I had that dream every couple of months. Kind of comforting, actually. I always, uh... I always dream about Mom. Usually the same kind of thing, though. Normal life? Yeah. Normal So Glon and I get on up there, looking for this orthodontist haunting. Dang teeth flying everywhere. And that's when I knew it was a ghost. Glon said no. Said we needed to talk to this orthodontist about the ghost first. Said orthodontists weren't monsters. I don't... <laughs> I don't goddamn think so. John don't breathe hard with ghosts and monsters. That wasn't Hunter stuff. That was Sammy stuff. Glon was in on it. I spooned up some teeth, tucked them in my shirt pockets. Glaude didn't like that much. And then I torched them. Torched the whole damn pocket of teeth. Whole damn stack of wood they called the dentist office. Clocked Glaude a good one and torched him too. Torching was hunter stuff. I scrabbled back down the steps and watched it all go up in flames. It was time to get digging on that diggler. 
Ghost gone. Glon gone. John gone. You know, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure where the uh, the southern accents kind of peaked in there. It just happened. And now, it, you know what? Now, Jeremy, I realize that you're not. You might. You might not be off for like ten minutes. And now, I've already started recording. So this is I really really stepped in it this time. Um, well, I'll go get in the Discord. Just hope for the best. And hopefully, uh, I'm not going to leave you with a bunch of audio to edit. I mean, it, yeah. that's unfortunately that's what I did. Oh, ahoy there, matey! I was on. I was check- checking the mic, doing that whole bit, mm-hmm. uh, recording a little something, something Ooh. for uh, for Ooh. the my friends and fans. Oh, I can't wait! Ooh, tell me more, Chris. Tell me a little more. bit of a, a little a little excerpt. Just just lay the it pages. On me. Just let me of John Winchester's diary. Let me, uh, let me know what that is. What do you got going there, Chris? I want to know. Some, it's your John Winchester fanfic. I love it. We're uh, we're covering the Incredible Hulk animated series on Days of Future Cast next, mm-hmm. and I bought what I thought was the DVD, but it turns out to be a uh, animated adventure, which so I think it's just like a just a one run kind of bullshit thing. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty disappointed with this. It's 83 minutes long. Cannot possibly oh. cannot possibly be good. <laughs> oh. Oh, son of a gun! How's your My stomach? laptop only. It's I. Hey, it's okay. Could be worse. It's very uncomfortable sometimes when you're in a public place and you uh, are struck by some feelings. Mm-hmm. But it's better when you're home. This happened to me at our favorite sushi place, and that's when I, I think I texted you and I was like, "I'm dying now. This is it. I've been struck ill." Um, it was just bad timing, I think. I don't think I got. E. coli. <laughs> but who knows? It's revisited me, so maybe I did. Maybe you did. Maybe E. coli only comes in like every like five days or so. That's how E. coli works, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh. Chris, what are you up to, gamer? I talked to you like a minute ago. It was like just recently. I don't really know what to talk about with you now because we, we, we've been catching up. We're, on, we're, yeah. we're caught up with one another. Yeah. Does any, any fun anecdotes you have to share with me? Let's see. Um, what has happened to me recently? No, not really. Uh, I talked to my boss and had like a normal conversation with him, so that's that was progress. Interesting. Interesting. I, uh, I started playing Torment: Tides of Numeria. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's like a Western RPG. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like I just I was looking through stuff. Like it was on sale and it was like cheap. So I was like, I'll, I haven't played one of these in a long time, and I I want to see if it, it's good on PS4. And it, mm-hmm. um, so I did. It starts out starts you out with like a text adventure, and uh, you're falling away from a moon and you're headed towards this weird planet. And the game okay. is kind of describing this to you. Uh, it's not really showing you anything, but like some like wind animation kind of uh, mm-hmm. on a black screen. 
you start out in this like weird cocoon and it starts like asking you questions about yourself. So kind of like a character creator type thing, but like okay. kind of built into the game. Um, and then like you break out of the cocoon and it's like asking you what to do. And it's just like, you know, do you, you're falling at high speed. Do you hold out your hands to, to try to slow your fall? Or do you, you know, do you try to go faster or do you survey the land or whatever? And so I did this like whole routine and I was kept going faster. Like every time it would ask me like, do you want to go faster? Do you want to go faster? I was like, fuck yeah, let's go faster. Like, with no yeah. thought in my mind that anything bad could happen about this because it's, right. it's a video game I'm the protagonist it's the beginning of a video game right <laughs> yeah there's no way that anything bad could happen but what happens uh, is that you, you you don't slow down and you hit the the land below and it causes and you create a crater in this like you know land and you die oh <laughs> and it gives you a fucking trophy for it oh <laughs> so apparently you can die in the dialogue interesting and you you goofed it up man i goofed it up it even had like a um let me see if I can find... Yeah, yeah. I had a message. Most of your body is splattered across the ground. Your sole legacy to the world is a small crater near Sega's cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. I did it. I did a real good job. Uh, but that game, like, I don't know. I, I, so I started over. I landed appropriately this time. And uh, it goes even further into the character creator thing by um like setting you up you go to like you walk over to this thing and it like gives you a scenario it's like you and uh your person are trying to break into this thing and something stops working do you you know lie to your partner and tell them that something is coming so they have to get on with it or do you you know use your mechanical skills to do this Mm -hmm. like it's setting you up with the character creator so i went through all of that and then i played through just a just a little bit and got to the first town but like it's it's gonna be very much like it's 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 crunchy as hell (laughs) like there's percentage there's numbers every everywhere i don't know what any of them mean <laughs> there's a bunch of fucking skills and you can talk it's to gonna everybody take effort. it's gonna take some effort in the uh first 20 minutes of the game two people find you and they it's obvious that they don't like one another and uh after the first combat encounter which i was very happy i could just talk my way through like that's that's what i'm really going to mm-hmm. try to do with this character is try not to do any combat if i can help it like i really want to just try to um, solve everything by talking you just really want to go faster yeah yeah exactly <laughs> keep going faster yeah, just keep going right it's just speed pace it's speed speed running right through it um until you hit the earth and create a new crater but after the first uh combat encounter the two these two people join your party and they're like and one of the dude is like i think that this chick uh it set us up for that and i'm glad that you talked us past it but i think you don't you don't need to trust her and the chick is like what are you talking about like we've been traveling together forever it's fine like i'm we're all just going to go to this place and we're going to explain who she is she is the main character who i'm playing in, the, mm-hmm. in this example uh, you know, so they start arguing, and eventually the dude just gets to the point where, where he's like, talks to me, and he's like, "If she's with you, then I'm not with you." And I was like, "Well, fuck you, buddy, get out of here!" Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So I've already lost my first party member. <laughs> You're the one kicking up dust, bro. <laughs> Hit the bricks, get out of here. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty hilarious. And so uh, I don't know, I don't know how much of that game I'll play. Like the writing, it's right. it's reading a fucking book, Chris. Like it's. I walked into town and I start talking to one dude and he's like, Hey, uh, that's my partner over there being, um, executed. And uh, I'd like for you to put him out of his misery. And like, he just tells you this whole fucking story and tries to recruit you to like kill his partner. So that he doesn't like get stretched out or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know you. I'm not just going to kill some fucking rando. I just got here. <laughs> I'm just going to go do that stranger. 
but Autumn is on the couch and she's like, you know, Jeremy, I thought the most boring game that you could play was No Man's Sky. Uh, and then for a while, I thought it was Binding of Isaac, which looked like nothing ever changed and I could never tell what was going on. But instead, I think it's this game. I think this game is the most boring game I could watch you play. So Had to do it to it. Yep. Had to do it. <clears throat> but that's been my, my, I, my I gaming was... since, since last we spoke. I think I've, uh, I just played more Tomb Raider. You know, I was in a, uh, in a big section of that game where I was feeling like it, it, I was just like, okay, this is just like stuff happening. Just like going about a city doing things. And I hadn't even really fought anything in a while. And I was wondering why the game felt so tonally off. Uh, and then I realized that the game is like 30 hours long and this was just one minor segment. And I got to the next part where it took a dark shift very quickly started making a lot of parallels to that first game and now i'm uh, i'm fully back on board with it very excited good i uh i think i talked to you though and i, I watched a little bit of that game and was like no nah, i'm good but uh it's real fun yeah. talking it's real fun seeing people on twitter just like kind of worship that chick's arms because she's so ripped she's pretty ripped you don't see a lot of ripped chicks in video games i feel like maybe i'm maybe i'm off base on that but you just don't see it no there's there's not a lot of it um the the female protagonist of that new assassin's creed game looks pretty ripped she's she's pretty she's, she's pretty shredded she's pretty like uh what are they from like greece or something yeah probably is, or rome yeah i don't, I don't something know something like that some some european country roman ripped as i like to call it um in skirts some grecian what do you, um, brussels is that what we, no that's not something that's like that what do you think of that ps1 classic mm. Uh, all of those things are, are kind of non-starters for me. Like a lot of that stuff I can just emulate, which I know is like kind of the big, the big thing about those. Like either you want those as like a, I want to support these games or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do some neat stuff or, and like, they're very cute, but they're all wired controllers. And I'm just, I'm just not, mm. I'm not in that lifestyle anymore, Chris. I've, I've, yeah, I've probably, gone beyond. <laughs> I like the idea of it, but, um, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> So yeah, that's been the thing. No, like I know, I know. I, I like I like the look of it, and I almost uh-huh. like it enough to just to like put it on a shelf. But that's the dumbest thing right. I can imagine doing with a hundred dollars is right. to buy this. And I have like uh, zero nostalgia for PlayStation like, One. So right, and I have a PS Two hooked up right now that you like, could just play I, PS One. Any PS One game. I use my PS Two. <laughs> right, I use it all the time. I have a Vita that I can play PS One games on. Like I know what I like and I know what I want. Um, but it, we did have that conversation about. Um, like random old PS one games and stuff like that. You were talking about Lunar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Was it? Is it Silver Star Story? Is Silver that Star Story. Yeah. That's like the funniest shit ever to find out that you were like hype on that game, selling the most copies of it or pre-orders of it or whatever in your area yeah. like that, that's a great story so uh i was like third key at babbage's and um i had i don't know like i got real into working at babbage's for a while like i was kind of on the path to like wanting to be a manager or a district manager you were a gamer i was bro. a gamer and i was like was selling games i was slinging games that's what i wanted to do yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> until i got fired but that's a totally different story for another time <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh not my fault i dated your ex girl bro sorry whoa (laughs) um so yeah like they they like sony i guess or whoever started kind of hyping that this game was coming out like it was a big deal that this uh kind of niche rpg was getting a complete collector's edition and like a brand new Mm. remaster or the brand new soundtrack and i don't know what it was like i i just like something about the screenshots and the music just really got me hyped so like i just started a fucking campaign at monroe louisiana babbage's which is no longer there no no longer exists to like sell as many pre i was hyping everybody up on this and uh (laughs) we stacked when we finally got them 
in, we had like, I mean, probably at least a hundred copies of this weird fucking JRPG. <laughs> That's so funny. And we just stacked them all up. And uh, there's definitely a picture out there. I have no idea how to find it. Uh, but the, there's definitely a picture out there of like skinny little Jeremy with his tall fucking hair and his dumbass glasses, like standing in front of it, like, yeah, I sold all this. I, I did it. <laughs> I also bought, so f- I may have talked to you this before, but uh, I imported a Dreamcast and had it set up. Uh, before like way before it was available in america so like dude pe- I, wow. people would just walk by babbage's and like see like sonic adventure running and be like yo i want to buy one of those and i'm like well you got to pre-order it bro. <laughs> so- you like just took it into your own heads to be like the greatest salesman of all time at babbage's <laughs> was- that is so funny i was into it man i was very into it and it was you probably sold most of those like Lunar games, because those things are hard to find. Those things are rare, and you sold like fucking two hundred. <laughs> I mean, it's in Monroe, Louisiana, like which is Nowhereville. Like there, there's like there's nothing around there. Like they closed the GM plant in Monroe like decades ago. There's, gamers have to game. Gamers though. have to game, dog. Uh, yeah, we used to, I used to have a lot of fun at the Babbages. It was it was it was a good time. Um, I but the funny thing is I was so I was hardcore PC gamer back then like you wouldn't kind of, oh. you wouldn't expect that like I was way more into PC games than I was anything else so uh, yeah like I would you know I I would you know I could accurately tell you about Resident Evil and Paradise Parasite Eve and all of these console games and literally never played any of them so interesting yeah. Parasite Eve is a good game um, the, do, do you uh, think it's, it would be good to go back to though. I, I, yeah, I played it like two years ago for the first time, and oh, okay. I fucking loved it. Yeah, but you, you have weird taste. It's true. I have very weird taste. You know, I think that Parasite Eve works because it has like just like a, a pretty solid battle system, and it's not a long game, so it doesn't like make you hang around for a while. It's half survival horror, half RPG, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost has like a VATS system, like from Fallout, where like you're in combat and you you like pause the action to. Like choose your skills and then unpause it, and everybody does everything, and um, that's how that works. You just sent me a picture of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh my god, that looks horrendous! <laughs> Doesn't it look bad? <laughs> that looks like a very bad movie. Do you uh, do you want to see the best line ever on the back? I do. Can you please read aloud where this DVD is telling <clears throat> us we can catch the Hulk on? Oh my god. <laughs> Do you want me to read this whole thing? Oh, yeah, okay. Catch Hulk on the internet at video.com. In case you didn't get that URL, let me say it again. www.video.com on the internet. Oh, my God. Go to video.com right now. Oh, you know what that goes to? Movies.disney.com. Oh. Oh, okay. Let's see what happens if I just type in Hulk at the search bar. See if we get anything good. Oh, yeah, they actually have Hulk stuff because they own Marvel now. Never mind. I thought that mm-hmm. would be a little bit more. Whoops. Whoops. A little more streamlined. Hey, I have a, um, I have a, I have a Kingdom Hearts update for you. Ooh, Kingdom Hearts 3? Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. The last time you asked me about it, I said I didn't care. Yes. I said I had nostalgia for the first game. I was tired of, I was tired of the association that I had. With those games for some reason. Because of this I podcast. The first game. I mean, like, because we talked about it on this podcast. I, and I made you put the song in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I love that song. I love the first game and I like the second game and that's sort of where it ends. And I know I've said that a million times. I thought I didn't have hype. But let me tell you, I saw that box art. That box it's very art reminiscent. is extremely good. It's And it's reminiscent of the first game and it was tugging on my heartstrings. And then somebody posted um, a, a rough sketch from like an art book or something that... Uh, Let's see. In, in Kingdom Hearts One, like the main menu, it plays this the simple, dearly beloved song. It's just on piano. It's very quiet and sad and, and 
nice. Uh, and it shows a picture of Sora, the main character, and he's like looking out towards the ocean. You can see his face. And then the next one, he's facing slightly away from the camera, and it's he's a little bit older. And now this third one, it's him with his back entirely to uh, the viewer, I guess, just walking off into the other direction. And I was like, oh my god, why do I feel something <laughs> towards this? What is going on? I was just talking some shit about this game, and now I'm feeling feelings because of a rough sketch that the artist did. So now I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll catch up. We'll see what happens. I'm never gonna, like, I don't think give a shit about half of what's in that game, but I do sort of want to know how it ends. Is this confirmed as the ending? Like, is this, is this going I think to be it's, the final? This has this saga of stuff has a name. I don't know what it is. Um, 13 and a half or something? Something like that? This, yeah, it's some, some sh- crazy shit. I don't know. Um, I think the idea is that once this is finished, like Kingdom Hearts lives on, but but all the characters are, this is the end of their story. How long did presumably. they get the fucking Disney license for? I mean, like, I don't know. Disney has to be looking at this stuff and going, like, why did we ever agree to this? Like, this mm-hmm. is this is Marvel giving up Fantastic Four to write film rights. It's kind of stupid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I think it helps that people, like, fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> it, it actually, it's weird because, like, Disney fans and JRPG fans have a weird, like, obsessive, like, crossover, I think, mm-hmm. where they, like, because mm-hmm. I know Disney fans that are just fucking filled their desk with Disney, like, go to Disney yeah. World every single year like without their kids like a 40 something year old woman mm-hmm. like just go into Disney mm-hmm. World all the time and I, I, I don't get that or the level of obsession some people put into like JRPGs either like the, that level of like dedication towards characters like I, it's just it speaks to a kind of personality I guess I don't know yeah. um I've probably said it on here before, but I used to check the Kingdom Hearts website all the time, waiting for them to update the character profiles uh, before the game came up, so I could see which Final Fantasy characters they were adding. And I remember finally they showed Leon, and I was like, what the fuck? That's Squall. Why is he called Leon? Why does he have a mullet? (laughs) It was a whole thing. Who is Leon? It's just, for some reason, that's what they call Squall in Kingdom Hearts. They call him Leon. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know why. I thought this was, <laughs> just, this was going to be a joke of some kind. So No, that's just what they call him. And then there's one person says, like, hey, Squall, and he's like, don't call me that. And he's voiced by Angel from Buffy. Oh, weird. Yeah. Man, I'm, uh, I haven't been watching Buffy lately. That's because you're doing 11 podcasts about other shows. True. It's very true. You're a busy boy. I hope um, this will come out you know, a couple of weeks, but uh, I hope we get good responses to our Monster of the Weeks Presents thing. Yeah. People have been talking about it a lot. Yeah, um, I think people are excited about it. It's uh, it's actually way harder than I thought it would be to keep to figure out who did that, so I might actually have to make a spreadsheet. I was kind of hoping I could rely on Patreon to be like, this person has donated $10 for the last five yeah. months, but it's actually yeah. really more, more, it's way more difficult than it should be to see like one person's history. Like I, That's all I was kind of looking for, but it's, mm-hmm. it's weird. hopefully um hopefully we get some good suggestions i'm excited because i think there's certainly not a promise of anything but maybe we'll stumble upon something that that fits really well with us and and we can make something out of it more than just an entertaining couple of hours yeah i think uh i think the fun thing would be like we like something so much that we spin it off of its own little project like we do it don't Mm -hmm. give up space cowboy or a silver for monsters thing because we like it so much and we just keep doing it whenever we can do it yeah um versus versus doing three episodes of an anime and just like never looking at it again i don't want to say either like just because we never 
uh, follow through on something. Like if somebody says, "Hey, I want you to play um, Final Fantasy X. I don't know why I thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we say, "Oh yeah, oh sure, okay." And then we play it. Maybe we we love it. I mean, I know I like it, but example, um, we we play it and we love it, and we're just we probably wouldn't pursue it. We probably wouldn't follow through with that because it's a big commitment. Unless it really, really um, just drew us in and we couldn't stop ourselves. So just because we don't create a whole new show out of something doesn't mean we don't like the thing that somebody suggests yeah absolutely like it's there's a difference between liking something and uh like i think a podcast like no matter what we do when we record on something we'll be able to tell like oh yes we absolutely like this uh versus Mm -hmm. we like this well enough to like do a thing and pay somebody to make a logo for it (laughs) like that means we love a thing (laughs) or that we like or we think it's so interesting or we have so much fun talking about it or or whatever like and uh, i don't i don't want even necessarily mind um like if somebody recommends a tv show with for it and like we watched six episodes of it and we talk about them and then someone recommends the same tv show like picking that six right. episodes up and like, right. making that the part two i think is a fine that thing is 100 percent up to yeah. the, the patrons like if they decide if somebody requests the first three so it just keeps doing that until we finish a whole show that is totally that's as long as we like the show enough to keep going and i think that's the yeah. that's the communication yeah. like just letting people know like hey we we don't want to watch any more of this <laughs> please don't please don't make us watch any more of this please <laughs> don't just don't i can't even think of please. a tv show that would be would be please. like that we're on season three of kramer <laughs> is that a show i don't know <laughs> kramer Kramer. Were you thinking of Frasier? Is that where you're going? Yeah, I was thinking of Frasier. Oh, man. Just two shows I wouldn't want to cover would be Frasier or Seinfeld. No, <laughs> so it's not just a combination of the two of them. I, um, I've been watching like more Seinfeld than I usually do uh, mm-hmm. because it comes on in, the, in my office. And so if I'm in the office, like there's usually like an episode on in the background or whatever. It goes mm-hmm. between uh, Frasier, friend, not Frasier, uh, Seinfeld, Friends, Kramer, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what is it? The King of Queens or something? Is that a show? Yeah, King of Queens. Yeah, yeah. And my mom likes that show for yeah. some reason. Uh, and then, and then, I'll, and then, of course, like everybody's, you know, best favorite TV show, the uh, the game show, the um, Price is Right. Of course, it's in there mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big hit with my grandma. That show. But hey, look, anything is better than them putting it on Fox News. So if we can get it <laughs> away That's from true. Fox News, I will watch all of the dumbass games. When, <laughs> when I was dog sitting, I watched a little bit of like Family Feud and stuff like that because um, I just put the TV on. I didn't really pay that much attention because uh, the dog likes to have sound. <laughs> but uh, when I first got there and I put the TV on, I immediately was like went to the other room and set up my PlayStation and all that. Uh, but keeping up with the Kardashians was on, and I've really never seen that show. Obviously, I know who they are, but uh, boy was i fascinated they are the most emotional group of people there's so much political and emotional drama going on in the kardashian family i'm trying to remember the anecdote that autumn told me about uh the one time like kanye showed up on the kardashian show and like i think i think the i think the funny bit was where he just started insulting all of her clothes that were in her closet like all of kim's clothes or something yeah there's some there's some story around that. that yeah but yeah that's i think that's the only i think that's it like that's all of the experience i had a hellish scenario the other day at the vet where um there were three people in, in the waiting room. It was me uh, with my extremely good dog, Rosie, who was being quiet. There was an old lady who just had like a sheaf of papers. Like they weren't bound in any way. It wasn't like a legal pad or a notebook. It was just a sheaf of papers in one hand. And in the other hand, she had a pencil and she was just writing on it, which seemed like the worst way to write anything on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And she had what looked like a cat kennel, like one of those little portable cat kennels. And, uh, and she kept talking to the cat about its like medication oh. or whatever. I, and I'm thinking it's a cat. It could be a small dog, I guess, but was like, oh, I missed jumping medication today and I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. Like kept up a running dialogue the entire time hmm. I was, that was there. And then the guy across from me had this, um, kind of lab puppy that was terrified of Rosie. She wouldn't come anywhere near Rosie. Uh-huh. Um, but they had tied a bell around the dog's neck, which is probably a good thing to do. Like if, for a puppy, especially if it's a puppy that you're going to be, have a, be an outside dog, or if you're having trouble, like the dog is running away from you and you have trouble finding the dog. But at the vet, what it meant is there's, there was just a constant ringing bell oh, <laughs> for the 30 minutes that I was in the waiting room. And then in the background, um, it was, uh, it started with wings the tv show do you remember wings okay. yeah <laughs> yeah and then um it went to oh fuck full house and it okay. was a christmas episode of full house so there was constant, constant christmas music <laughs> and then from there and finally i got called in in the first five minutes of that it went to a uh, reba mcintyre show what because <laughs> what a, is this apparently she had a comedy show like a sitcom for a while <laughs> so i got to <laughs> God damn! Is yeah. Southern programming just different? I don't. Or am I just not watching the right channel? I have no idea what channel this could have been. It probably, if I had to guess it, there's. I think there's like a country TV. Like that's not just country, country music videos. Okay. I think it's just like All country. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a like yeah. farmers only advertisements on the country TV station, right? Like that's the okay. So it's the same thing in Maine. When I was on vacation in Maine, it was just a lot of farmers only, like the dating website. Yeah. Uh, commercials i was like huh jess are you seeing this or am i in a dream autumn has a has a screenshot from the day that we uh we sat at the bar we saw a farmers only commercial it was the first time that we had we'd ever seen one and uh so we we're like i was like hey you go look at the dudes profiles and i'll go look at the chicks and uh thinking back like we were probably being a little mean about it because like all these people are doing are looking for mm-hmm. love but uh mm-hmm. like in some of the dumbest ways possible yeah. <laughs> autumn yeah. has a screen- farmers only. screenshot of this dude and um he is the scariest hillbilly looking dude you've ever seen in your <laughs> life like would not be out of place in a um uh oh what's the rob zombie movie right like that's what he kind of okay. he looks like that kind of vibe and his uh title for his profile was looking for the last one <laughs> which mm. makes sense in mm. one way but also makes sense in a different way <laughs> it so, sure does <laughs> i'll see if i can find that screenshot and send it to you it's, it's really looking funny for the last one but since then they've uh they apparently they you know that people had too much fun with that so they they locked it down you have to be a member to it it's fair that's fair i like this shirt if you go look at the anime section of our discord the shirt that penis just got take a look use my mouse instead of trying to use the trackpad i fixed my mouse last night what'd you do because i'm a fucking gamer i was like what is it what what is our anime section i don't see it i forgot that i named it planet <laughs> namek and it has always been that oh that's a fun shirt wait you call it planet namka what did you say Namek. Namek? It's not Namek? Because yeah. I've been pronouncing it Planet Namek in my, in my, no, it's Namek. In my head. It's it's Yeah, the Namekians are from Planet Namek. Like Piccolo, sir? Have you ever seen Piccolo? <laughs> Demon <laughs> King Piccolo? I don't know what you're talking about. And Piccolo Jr., he's the green guy from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me about Dragon Ball Z, Chris? <laughs> because you know, you're supposed to know who Piccolo is! It's 2018! <laughs> If someone suggests uh, Dragon Ball Z to us, just in general, like what would be your way to get me into Dragon Ball Z? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'd pick like the worst 
segment of it for us to watch together or something. Or I, I don't know. You, I don't know. Why would you do that? It's a terrible like idea. Like the like I, well, I actually really really love this segment, but there's like a part after one of the major arcs where it's like Goku's son is all grown up and now he's in high school and like let's just do a show about that for like five episodes until the fans say that they don't like it and they want Goku back. <laughs> Like, uh, it's but it's very good. It's very really. He pretends like he's a Super Saiyan, and you know what all this stuff is. You've seen enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I am familiar but, like, with the he, concept of Super Saiyan. Except now he's like Spider Man because he can't let anybody at school know that he's a Super Saiyan because he's technically like an alien. Um, so he just like puts on a superhero costume and tries to fight crime. Um, and he tries to be really cool, but he's super lame, even though he's really strong and he saves everybody. And it's just like a short little arc in the thing, and it's really really goofy, but. Uh, it, it's like not what people associate with Dragon Ball Z on the internet. So it would be funny to, to do something like that. That would be okay. I, I would be. I, I would roll with you on this. I would. I would roll mm-hmm. with you on. I would probably make you make notes though, <laughs> and share them with. Oh me, yeah, I, I yeah. Want yeah. to actually like yeah. type while I was watching this? Right. I would right. just want to get you know real fucking high on drugs. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> they get real fucking high when you record too. <laughs> oh yeah. It's 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 um it's like high school study rules. If you get high while you study, you have to be high while you take the test too. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. <laughs> that's the way that works. All my friends used to say that if you uh, if you take your driver's license photo while high and you get pulled over while high, <laughs> you look yeah, the same. Totally like, I just look like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, teens are dumb, man. Teens are so dumb. God, the dumb shit teens they come up with. I'll, this is the last thing I'll say that we could get started. Um, the last, or for some reason, when I was 16, I got my driver's license, I have my picture, and I have never been able to explain it. And I've asked people, like, do you remember this at all? I asked my dad. I was like, what was going on here? Because in my driver's license for my First time, I have just, like, a lightning-shaped scar on my forehead. Are you- I have the fucking, like, Harry Potter thing going on. What? And it was probably just a small series of pimples or something. <laughs> but I'm looking at this just like, what was this? Why did I have that? Because so I, I, I think I just sort of, like, didn't pay attention to it for, like, a long time when I like, after I got it. And then it was only, like, when I got my new license, and I remember one time pulling up my old one, like, oh, ha, ha look at this. And I was like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> Did Voldemort try to kill me? Um, when I got my passport for the first time, um, I had to mm-hmm. go to like Walgreens to get the passport photo or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did the thing, and I was kind of nervous about doing that. I'd never done anything like that before. Like I was, I was, I was nervous about leaving the country. Like everything about yeah. it was was super oh, nerve wracking. Yeah. And uh, so, like, got the picture. Didn't really pay attention. Like, just turned it in or whatever. I don't remember if I had to send it somewhere. I don't remember exactly how that happened. But anyway, uh, got the, got the finished passport back and opened it up. And um, it looks like I wa- I just watched American History X and was like, oh wow, these oh. these white supremacists. They have they oh. kind of like what they do. I like I like what they're Man. doing. Like I just took the wrong message. I have a dead face my hair is real real short my eyes are just kind of like way back in my head for some reason i'm just kind of just staring <laughs> like it just looks I got, fucking spooky <laughs> i'm pretty bad at mine too it was like down to the wire trying to get everything set up before i went to canada for uh, joe's bachelor party this whatever a couple years ago my hair was at like peak length and I was very anxious going to do all this, and I had my picture taken, and I was sweating fucking bullets. So, in this picture, and I was way too tall for the, this, like, tiny lady to take my picture. It was an awkward ankle. I get my picture back, and my face is just a sheen of sweat, and I just have a long, long stretch of sweaty mullet hanging down the side of my face. Oh, wow. And it's real, real bad. And I left the country with that thing. <laughs> 
told you I shaved yeah. my head one time, right? Like I got the buzz cut. Oh, he was right around uh, sixth grade when Sinead O'Connor did it on SNL, and I was like, "Well, this seems like a good idea." Yeah. Like not yeah. understanding any of the political yeah. impact of such a statement. Uh, but yeah, that, I don't. I don't have a head for that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I have a very. Apparently, <laughs> have a very lumpy head. It doesn't. Doesn't yeah. look very good. So. Um. Yeah, there was a time when I actually used to buzz my hair all the time. Not like skin shave it or anything like that, but yeah, as a young boy, times were different. I wasn't in control of my own hair. Oh man, I go. Uh, we talked about. I think we just talked about getting our hair cut recently. And uh, I go. I don't have a chick that I go to. I don't have a, a dude that I go to. I don't mm-hmm. have the same person. So every time I go, I get someone new. And uh, I have a uh, apparently have a birthmark on my head, which causes oh. like a small part of the hair in the back of my head to be blonde, where every, everywhere else is just very dark brown. Um, and I have to go through the whole routine every single time I get a haircut. Like, oh, there's a blonde spot back here. And every time they say it, they say it as if to like I've messed something up. Like, oh, you spilled something back here. Here, Jeremy, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it's just a birthmark. You don't have to like. I, I, I try to like reassure them as if they did something wrong or I did something. They're like, yeah. oh, no, don't worry about <laughs> it. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I've had it forever. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> just cut the hair. It doesn't matter what color it, was it is. Very funny. Me telling this hairdresser, like, oh, well, my hair is really going gray. <laughs> Um, so blah 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 something. But she's like, no, you're fine. I don't see anything at all. And then like two minutes being later, being like, oh yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Just the depressed. Oh no. Oh. <clears throat> oh no, Chris. No. We we can't avoid this anymore. I have to address it. <laughs> Wait, do you want to do a podcast? Let's do the goddamn podcast. I'm almost out of water. What am I doing? I'll go. I'll go get a top off, and you get a top off. Okay. Okay. Be right back. Okay, I'm back. What's your plans for this weekend? Um, I don't know. I think we're going to watch a lot of horror movies, because next weekend we have the wedding, and it'll be nonstop, so this this weekend we're going to play it real cool. Nice. Oh, you know, I've been feeling a little bit trim recently. I've been so physically ill so often these last few weeks. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've dropped a couple of LBs. The gut's been sucked in a little bit. <laughs> Chris, that's unhealthy, my man. Hey, I'm just saying. You gotta have an upswing to this somewhere. My eyes are all hollowed out, and I'm very gaunt. But, you know. <laughs> You're like a vampire that hasn't had any blood. To- You're like Benny. I'm the, like Benny the with the sunglasses on. <laughs> just hanging out at a park with the sunglasses on and staring at people. Standing like 45 feet away from a picnicking family, and he's like fully gothed out under a tree <laughs> watching them. Did you ever watch uh, True Blood when it was on? Or did you watch any of that? I didn't. I didn't. I made a lot of references to it, I think. But, the, um, um, I think Benny would be like 100% better if uh, he was doing the vampire Bill voice from True Blood, which is just like, mm-hmm. kind of down here at all times. Suck it. Suck it. Come here. Suck it. I am in love with you and also maybe related. It's kind of weird. Suck it. I only know of that from you doing it like two years ago on this podcast. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's do this thing. Let's do it. <laughs>